All right, how are you getting on? You all right? How's things, huh? How's your granny for slack, huh? Suppose your grandpa was getting a bollocking over the weekend knowing him. <laughs> He's dead, whatever. You try fucking making up something to chat about. Oh, my God. Suppose your old man was pretty devo over the Spurs result over the weekend. Fucking VAR. He doesn't watch football. Whatever, man. <laughs> fucking hell. When's his bus coming? <laughs> I don't fucking know you. What are you talking about? Um, How are you? You all right? Oh, uh, I tell you what. Like, it got, you know, I got <laughs> Um, My leg day. Um... I was thinking about the rest of the year, right? I had a little, I got a little pang. <laughs> That's not some fancy new Chinese, <laughs> by the way. I was thinking about the rest of the year. I got a little, uh, got a meal deal from Pang, and uh, no, I um, I got a little pang in my tummy because I was thinking about how fucking shit the late late toy show is going to be this year. You know, I'm coming up to the one year anniversary of this podcast, which was in line with the the late late toy show. It was the first episode that I did last year, um, and now I'm thinking it's going to be fucking shite. So not only is going to be kids not knowing how to use toys, showing a new version of Operation, you know, well, what you do is you get the little toys out there, and then you put it on the... No, you, you've hit mute there, Darren. Oh, my God, this is live TV. Darren, mate. Darren, Darren, buddy. Darren, pal. Oh, my God, there's a 10-minute delay. He's only going to see it in, on the TV in 10 minutes. Um... Although, uh, I did get a good suggestion. Roisin on, on Twitter, uh, McFly Roro, said, I think there should just be one big, long bikes and scooter section. I think it's a great show. All the one-liners. 100%. Fuck you, Ryan. Do you hug? All right, thank you very much for that. Who's this? Uh, yeah, Ryan, you wanker. Meow. <laughs> I imagine he just doesn't learn his lesson at all. <laughs> right, okay, thank you very much. Um, all right, here we have uh, Corm... Uh, no. Hi, Ryan. I got my scooter from your ma. Oh, just fucking <laughs> a chain of roasts of Ryan Tuberty. All the kids just getting one in. And he just, again, he doesn't learn. Okay, well, that those four were pretty weird. Anyway, who's this guy? And he just jocks Ryan and goes off. <laughs> On his, uh, whatever. I don't know what I'm fucking talking about. How are you? You all right? I got a little pang. Uh, I'll tell you, at least it'll be bloody, at least it'll be finished by summer. <coughs> I tell you, at least summer will kill it off, you know. Winters normally work, it's uh, really bad, so hopefully. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you. Well, look, at least we'll all be together at Christmas. <laughs> at least all Christmas points, huh? Ah, uh, well, you'll be back for Christmas. <laughs> oh, God. What a bloody, what a bloody waste. Um, are you alright though? Hey, are you alright? Are you okay? Ah, come here, come here. Ah, I don't want to see you like that. Come on. Come on, come on. Come here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, who let that that horse eat my apples? Get out of here. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Listen, come here. Um... That is what it sounds like. I didn't even come up with that, the horse eating an apple. I think people people have been saying that. People have been saying that loads. Um, but it's very accurate, you know. I know from my personal experience, you know, when you're, uh, <laughs> you know, when you're growing up and you're just like in the gaff and everyone around you is just scoring birds. <laughs> you're just, I'm like, is that just me? Is that just me? But it's out of myself here. 
You know, you're growing up, uh, you know, you're growing up and you're hanging out and you're hanging out in like a girl's house and all your mates are scoring birds and you're just sitting there eating popcorn, watching The Pianist on your own. Is that mad when you? Oh, God. Teens is great, isn't it? Your teens are fucking brilliant, isn't it? You know, you're, oh, man. You know, you're just sitting there, you're watching The Pianist and everyone else is scoring birds and it's just like a, a cacophony of <laughs> sounds, you know, around you. Oh, it's so good, you know. You know, apparently he actually lost the weight for this. Apparently Adrian Brody actually lost the weight. I suppose more more popcorn for me then, is it? You know, if I knew I was watching this on my own, I would have just got, uh, you know, mall rats or something. From Extra Vision, I mean. Anyway. I'm just going to go, guys. Ah, oh, no, don't, can't well, don't go. Oh, no, don't go. Don't be weird. All right, I'll stick around. Yay. Um, like a horse eating a fucking apple. Who let Mr. Ed into this orchard? Into this orgy that I'm not privy to because I'm watching the penis on my own. Um, but that whole horse eating an apple thing, obviously that's not mine. Uh, that's something that I heard and stole and borrowed. You know, you just find it's a, it's a very common term. But you know, you like you, you know, you go to the farm or you go to the zoo, you're not supposed to feed animals outside their diet, right? You're not supposed to be feeding an animal. You're not supposed to be giving tapirs a load of meanies, right? You're not supposed to be giving uh, a koala a, a hot dog or probably little tacos would be adorable in the little fingers, right? You're not supposed to be doing that because that's outside the diet. It's not good for them. That's junk. So we we hold... Now, I'm not having to go. I don't think we should kill any of these animals, right? <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, right, that if we hold the, the quality of life for these wild animals above a human. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. Some humans don't deserve that, right? But what I'm saying is, you wouldn't feed... You wouldn't treat a dog like that, is what I'm saying. You wouldn't feed a koala tacos while you're having tacos every day. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? So what I'm trying to say is that you don't be feeding animals. You hold, you hold the diet and well-being of animals over your own diet. It's like... Don't feed the animals any of the shite that you're feeding yourself. These are actually good animals. They're not pieces of shit like you. That's what those signs are basically saying. Maybe they maybe maybe they don't want you to, you know, feeding an animal that isn't actually food, you know? Like bloody McDonald's. No, not like bloody McDonald's. Like bloody, like, uh, like that kid who threw a tennis ball in at the hippo. Remember that? Kid throws a tennis ball in at the hippo. The hippo eats it, chokes on it, and dies. Which is so sad. Which is so sad. It's Harambe level. Well, no. Harambe was just being a good boy. But the hippo, you know, thought he was like a fucking hungry, hungry hippo. Um, you know? The kid was like, oh, play hungry, hungry hippos. Throws it in. Oh, no. And the hippo hippo died. Having said that, there is a kid. They probably don't know who the kid is. He probably fucked it in. Didn't even think about it again. Probably never fessed up to it. So there's a kid going around now. There's a kid who's fucking, I'm not, I don't think it's good what the kid did. But there is a kid walking around now that's slaying the most dangerous animal to, to man that there is. Hippos kill more. I'm not saying it was a good, I am not saying it was a good thing to kill the hippo. It was a very unfortunate accident. But a kid still accidentally slaying the most fearsome beast of Africa, the hippo. 
Like that is fucking far. Well, fucking hound. Fuck your coo calling. More like fucking. What's what's a hippo in Irish? Yeah, I'm talking with yourself there for a second. I'm gonna find out two things here. How many people hippos killed? Kill. Um, how many people do hippos kill? Do hippos kill? And Irish for hippo. He a pole. So if you're looking at Coo Cullen, right? Who did this fucking schlitter straight into the, the, the hound, the coo's mouth, right? The hound of Cullen. Coo Cullen. I suppose you would call this boy who fucked the tennis ball in the pond. He a pole, Cullen. He a pole, Cullen. Where is he a pole, Cullen? Warrior. I mean, it's accidental and I don't like it. I, I wish, I wish the hippo was still alive. Look, listen to me. There's no one wishing the hippo was alive more than me. But it's gone, right? And there's a young warrior. It's probably some fucking young fellow walking around from Fingless. Anyway, let's move on. How many people, how many lives were saved possibly by this boy who literally slew the most dangerous animal in the African land? <laughs> a hippo. I don't, again, I don't agree with the fact the hippo's dead. But if you look at this in terms of there are Syrian kings who have the fact that they killed a lion less deadly than a hippo. They have that engraved a thousand times across wall, across walls, <laughs> across walls. Right. But this boy from Finglas who has a hippo hat, you know, uh, like a Hercules kind of thing. That's kind of how I envision him. Of course, he didn't get to carry bring the body home with him. Um, how many lives has this boy saved? Let's have a look here. List of deadliest animals to humans. Here we go. Okay, number... Oh, fuck off. Oh, my eyes are actually sore from rolling my eyes. <laughs> so much of this list, right? Okay, listen to this, right? Just listen to this. I'm on the Wikipedia for list of deadliest animals to humans. Okay, so um, list of deadliest animals to humans, number one. And here's why I rolled my eyes. Number one, mosquitoes. Number two, humans themselves. Very fucking good. Ah, very good. Murder in parentheses. The second most deadly animal to man. Man itself. Don't be getting fucking cheek. Why would I be on this website if I wanted to hear about murders? Why would I be on this list? You know what I'm after. And then it even has here, comparative list. The number for humans includes those who are victims of murder only, adding in the some 1.25 million who die from road traffic accidents, along with suicide, an additional 800,000 per year would bring humans to the top of the list without considering other human causes such as war, other accidents, drug abuse, smoking, alcohol, abortions, and human-mediated med disease. All right, fucking preachy preacherson, right? All right, fucking Renua, whoever the fuck is writing this, right? You know what I'm after. I want to hear about how hippos are jacking people off. I want to hear about how snakes are the most venomous snakes, the most crazy sort of spider. Don't be giving me all that about humans. We're not animals. We're not animals, right? We're not animals. Joe, I think I'm just pissed off because hippos aren't on the list. Do you want to hear the rest of the list? 
Hang on, I'll read the rest of the list. I've been talking. I've been talking for too long now. We have to play the music. That's what happens here. People don't even know why they're here. Maybe you've just come here because you listen to my Bake Off podcast and this is your first episode. So hey, how are you? Welcome to Tony Cantwell's shit show. It's Tony Cantwell's shit show. I don't know why that, I don't know why that list. You know, he's in a mood. And I, I woke up in a very good mood today. I woke up in a very good mood, but this list has really peeved me off. I wasn't even intending on talking about this, right? I think it's just annoyed me because the hippo doesn't feature, and this is my whole Hippocalan, Fingless's most deadliest warrior, um, bit out the window. But also, do you know, it's just preachy for being preachy, right? And I like being preached to. I thought The Last of Us Two was class. I love that whole kind of thing, right? But this is just, why would a person go on a list of deadliest animal attacks? You're wasting a perfectly good spot there by including humans. It, even the fact that it's not even number one, you're not even making any point. It's just dumb. It's just nothing. You're wasting, you're wasting my time <laughs> with this human's malarkey. And then to be like, and that's not even including road traffic accidents, suicide, abortion, alcohol. Fuck off. You can honestly, I'm not swearing anymore. I'm not swearing anymore. Anyway. um, It's preachy for the sake of being preachy, right? It reminds me of, well, it didn't remind me, it just happened. We had the family over um, for a roast there. And my niece and nephew were sitting down, you know, and they're, they're very young kids, right? And they're watching, they're watching Peter Pan. Um. And I got it, and I was started preaching. I was like, you know, they're just watching a film, and I'm like, oh, the amount, it's like the amount. There's a lot of girls after Peter, you know. That's you know, he's not being very nice to them, you know. He's kind of lead. Would you think he's kind of leading them on, you know? Do you think he's maybe leading them on? I don't think they. I don't think that feels nice. <laughs> I don't think that feels nice to Tinkerbell that he's leading her on, that he's literally uh, kidnapped this woman from her gaff. Said right, whatever, bring the kids. I'll do anything to tap that. Right, brings Wedney out. Right, brings her off to to. Thunderland or wherever they go, right? <laughs> brings them off to fucking Thunderland, right? And then brings brings her, right? And then starts introducing her to all the birds that he's seen, right? He brings her to um uh to the to the sea where all the mermaids are, who are fucking scorching hot, who are gorgeous, right? And then and and, and the mermaids start turning on Wendy. They're like, who is she? Who is she? And, why she, and they start trying to, like, embarrass her. Oh, I can't believe she's here in her nightgown. Has she no shame? Meanwhile, they're literally out in their fucking baps out, you know, under the water. And they're scorching hot, these mermaids, right? Hopefully, I don't know how old they are. I don't know how old they are. It's not real anyway, right? So you got them. He's got, like, a legion of, of mermaids that are up for it, right? Um, then he's got uh, uh, Tiger Lily, who we actually get to kiss off. And then, this is the cartoon, right? And then he starts going, Whoa! he does a, a culturally appropriated... Um, you know, and I was also trying to say to the kids, that's, oh, that's not very good. The way they're, they keep calling them Injuns. That's not very nice, is it? You know, I'm trying to, you know, and again, I'm trying to watch a movie. And then Tinkerbell, which Tinkerbell's the hottest of them all. Tinkerbell, I, think about, Tinkerbell is a sex icon for Disney, right? She is a sex, she arrives and it's like, oh, there she is, she's gorgeous. And she's wearing that little thing, right? She's about four centimeters high. It could never work. It could never work between us. I have a big imagination. I cannot in any way figure out 
And it angers me how it can't figure out how we can make this work with Tinkerbell, me and her. Even in Elon Musk's VR harem, I cannot imagine how me and Tinkerbell could hook up, right? It frustrates me. Unless you got all big like Julia Roberts. But you know what? You can keep the little boy cut. I'm not interested. It looks good on you, Tink. Tink, you look good. Julia Roberts, I love your curls. What am I talking about? Fucking movie. You let the kids fucking watch the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just let the kids watch the movie. Because I'm just, you know, it's not the same thing, right? Because I think I might be making. Because, I mean, you got you got my, my nephew watching it and he was just loving it, right? He's dancing around, jumping around. Peter Pan is like just this cool, strong. He can fly. He's brave. He can get the girl. And then you've got who's the, who is what is it's the you got Wendy who follows him along, gets makes other people jealous, gets jealous herself. Is able to sing all the boys to sleep. You know what I mean? Is it the strongest? She's watching that. So what is she thinking? I want to be Peter Pan as well? I mean, he's androgynous, you know? I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm bored of this now. Um, so that's the same sort of like. It was needlessly. Just let the, fucking, let the kids watch fucking Peter Pan. Do you know what I mean? Don't be getting all. Don't be giving all that. But I was looking at Tinkerbell the size of her, right? And she's gorgeous. She's a stunning woman, Right? And sorry, and I still have. By the way, if you were looking for it, I still have yet to do. I'm going to do it in November. Um, the Disney's hottest, um, most fuckable animals competition. That I'm going to be ranking the top 32 sexiest Disney animals. That'll be coming in November. That'll be a two-parter. <laughs> this is my life. Um, but Tinkerbell, she's hot, right? And I was looking at Tinkerbell. I started thinking about dogs, right? Are we ever going to get to a level in the same way we have with breeding dogs? That we will, with consenting humans, will we ever have a little fella? You know, and a big Great Dane man, you know, and a little Chihuahua fella. Hi, hiya, how are you? Running around jocking people. It doesn't have to be jocking people, it doesn't have to be weird, but you know what I mean? That's the sort of mischief he'd probably get up to. Little, little fucker, <laughs> you know? Um, will we ever. Oh, hang on, sorry, hippopotamuses are on the list. 500 people. Thank you, BBC. Thank you, BBC. BBC also did not include. This is what you have. You have this is the 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 deadliest animals, right? Cena and Business Insider have both put mosquitoes and humans one and two, right? But BBC News. I'm going to go by the BBC News list of most dangerous animals, right? Mosquitoes, then snakes, because humans are not an animal. Put your preaching in your pocket, right? Then dogs. Hey, I was just talking about dogs. <laughs> Little chihuahuas, right? Then tsetse flies. They sound cute. What are they? Oh, they're awful. Oh, no. Yuck. Tsetse flies. Hello. Killed 10,000 people a year. Crocodiles, 1,000. Uh, and hippopotamuses, 500. The deadliest. Let's see. Deadliest. No, I didn't say deadliest. I was looking, searching for the word deadly. No, it doesn't say the most. Where did where did they get the most deadly? I think they kill more people than lions. Is that what they is that what the thing what the thing was? Anyway, I've talked about this for too long, but I will say the hippo is has a weight of three thousand three hundred and ten pounds and can run at speeds of thirty kilometers an hour. So, um, whoever you are, young fella, you uh you could have saved five hundred people's lives. By fucking a tennis ball into the pond. You didn't. You killed a fucking hippo. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing up here. Ooh. 
Oh, I have a new doozy. I have a doozy. Uh, a doubler for Tony's name drop corner. Hang on. Uh, I didn't bring my ukulele in with me, um, but I have a little garage, garage band app on my phone, right? So I'm going to play this, uh, a rock version of the theme. Here we go. <clears throat> Is it Louis Walsh, a fucking bottle in the Ofa? Let's find out. It's Tony's name drop corner. Here we go. Dermot Kennedy. <laughs> Dermot Kennedy sent me a message on Instagram. He was like, ha ha ha. He laughed, laughed some video I did. That was me being uh, like a, a woman who leaves her makeup on and turned into a Furby in the morning. Uh, classic content. He's like, ah, very good. And I was like, ah, thanks, man. Thank you very much. I hadn't really listened to him because I don't listen to the pop charts, but I have to give him a go. Now that he's been in touch with me, I think he's brilliant. <laughs> as I told you, I'm a very good judge of character. And he liked me. He sent me a message. So, and as well as that, uh, the lovely Jedward were in touch. Jedward. My pals, Jedward. They said, hi, Tony. Tony, you're incredibly luscious, long hair. Keep rocking it, you funny legend. Spread those good vibes. And I was like, thank you very much, boys. I said, you darling boys, thank you for doing the Lord's work. Because Jedward are lovely. Jedward, who knew that all you need to do was take Jedward out of the fucking controlled reins of, uh, was it Psycho? Simon Cowell's company? When they're doing their own thing and they actually get to say what they want to say, they got a lot of interesting stuff to say. And they're lovely boys. And you know what's mad? I bet they don't even know that myself and Kevin McGahern portrayed them in a musical about their <laughs> their legal battle with uh, a toy manufacturer. Did you know that? That I did that? <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago, we were in this musical called Trial of the Centuries. Um, we written by Giles Brody and Bobby Ahern from No Monster Club and all the music was uh, by Bobby. Um, in, a, in a phenomenal musical that sold out the entire fri uh, Dublin Fringe uh, run uh, that the Irish Times called adorably awful and gave two stars. <laughs> so I bet, isn't it mad that like you could just message someone just from this periphery Twitter sphere and not know that you've portrayed them, that they portrayed you, rather, in, in a musical? They probably don't know that. We did invite them, and they didn't go. I don't know if you know this, um, that they were involved in this thing. Basically, what happened was, and this is what the musical was loosely, loosely based on, is that Jedward were apparently wined and dined by this like rich English entrepreneur, this businessman, right? Who basically, um, you basically ha brought them over to his house to kind of talk about patents, and they want you wanted to like to use their image for like. I don't know if this was real life or this was the musical because it was in in ours. It was going to be a, a yo-yo. A yo-yo that was a built-in grinder, and you would roll, you know, <laughs> and it would have the their picture on it. So you'd, you know, do the kind of downward motion of a yo-yo, and it would grind a load of weed for you, right? And that was the whole thing. Um, uh, but but apparently they, I don't know if it was a yo-yo, but anyway, he they'd given over their likeness rights for a load of uh, merchandise, um, and signed a contract, right? Um, and then they just rescinded on it. But apparently, like. <laughs> he had them over for dinner was talking to them about all this stuff and they ended up signing up their, their likeness rights but during this like apparently like 
the, there was like a, a witness testimony saying they weren't listening. They didn't seem to know what was going on. They were just running around doing backflips, eating loads of food and knocking stuff over. <laughs> just being in this house. And then like, okay, sure, here you go, bye. And just signing over their likeness rights to this guy who then took them to court because they didn't, you know, they're like, what? We didn't sign anything. That's insane. You know? Um, but yeah, it was fun. And lovely, well, you know, my only my only Irish term, uh, I, 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 was, I was trying to, when, whenever you're trying to, like, put together, like, a poster for, like, Edinburgh or any kind of fringe, you're trying to, like, you're trying to, like, use whatever good things are said in, like, a review about you, even if you don't show, if you don't show the, the star rating, normally it means it was not three, it was less than four stars. So if you, hit, you know, it was, like, you know, riotously funny. You know, if it's a, you know, even to get like moments where laugh out loud funny, you know, but the way people use their posters, they'll just take laugh out loud funny, said uh, the Irish Times. They didn't say that at all, though. They said it was awful. And they said, they also said, uh, does not warrant its 80 minutes running time. Uh, it was 80 minutes, 80 minutes long, which is a long time uh, in a in a production with no interval. Um <laughs> and I remember it was so we were there the week of it right and we did our first dress rehearsal of it and it was like a week before we meant to do it and we realized it was 20 actually it was at this point 90 minutes right it was 90 minutes it was 30 minutes over the running time and it was the last show in the Project Arts and people had to get out and we were just fucking freaked and we didn't know how and we could because we couldn't cut anything down you know we were we left it we left it to the lads to be like alright you can figure out what to cut um, and then they got down to 80 minutes and we just did that we just did an 80 minute show you know and uh, and people were like people it was warm and people were it was in the middle of you know September it was a hot September two years ago and people were falling asleep my my father-in-law was falling asleep they had, they had to fill extra seats because it was sold out some of the seats were on the stage like right on the stage in fact I remember doing like kind of backflips and looking over and seeing um uh who is it? Um, Jack Gleason. <laughs> Jack Gleason. I know, I've I've met. Hey, I'm still in Tony's name drop corner, by the way. So this is still part of it. I've met Jack Gleason. Uh, he's he's a nice he's a nice guy. Joffrey from uh, Game of Thrones. Um, it's a bonus one. I know Jack Gleason. Um, <laughs> but uh, as well as that, because the extra seats were coming onto the stage, there were still sort of lights lighting up the front the people who were in the front row and there was one spotlight in particular that was one part of the light that was very bright and that was where my father-in-law was sitting right and he came there and he fell asleep after 20 minutes right after 20 minutes he was asleep and i'm there like singing these like you know soliloquy songs and doing these big courtroom scenes and he's literally on the stage fully lit uh and asleep for like an hour like fully lit you know my mother-in-law to be fair wasn't uh was was, was not you know she, she was awake, but she kept doing that. Her head kept jolting up really aggressively uh, to remind herself to stay alive <laughs> with this 80-minute running time about a court drama involving Jedward. So, yeah, that was um, that was my uh, Tony's Name Drop Corner. Was it Louis Walsh or Bono he the horn for? Turns out it was Dermot Kennedy and Jedward. Here we go. Anyway, what else? Diet's going okay. Few falters and dumb stuff as well. Dumb stuff. You know, it's... See, the whole thing, what I was doing, I was like, I'm not really going to look to aggressively change my diet too much. 
you know, I was kind of, I was, I was doing this thing where I was just going to monitor how much I'm eating. If I just monitor it and I know exactly how much that is, that might cut down, you know, I might not have the extra stuff, you know. But when I'm not writing it down, then I'm not, you don't want to confess. You don't want to write down the bad stuff. You write down, oh, I only had this. And you're all go just to write down the fact that you had like half a cucumber. But when you actually did falter and eat an entire bag of dry roasted nuts, which is such a waste. It's dead calories. You could have had a whole Eddie Rockets. You could have had a whole mega box for just eating a massive, it was a really big bag of nuts. And it's dumb stuff like that. And then a little bit of nuts is fine. I just got a little bit of nuts and be snacking away for the day. And they're like, all right, I'm just going to do that. And then you eat the whole bag. And it's like, you know, and then you're in this situation. You're shitting on about it. But I'm honestly, I, I feel like I'm getting off the skag, getting away from the, the, the Chinese, getting away from the brown. Do you know what I mean? Sweet, sweet brown curry. Because um, I'm, I'm honestly only minutes away from fucking jacking it all in. You know, and 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 just going downstairs, get a mega box. <laughs> me, 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 and my sister were were telling my dad about a mega box, and he was saying to my stepmom, he was like, "Did you hear this? Hang on, tell tell me again. You got you got." We were just fucking laughing at how he was just breaking. He couldn't, he couldn't ima- he couldn't fathom it. He's like, that sounds brilliant. Why do we get that? Why do we be getting that? That sounds. Did you hear this now? They have they have an, uh, they call it a mega box, right? Literally just repeating exactly the same thing that we just said. They call it a mega box, right? They have um, you put you have chicken balls in there. You have salt and chili chicken. You have uh, you have uh, chicken wings. You have uh, spare ribs, and we we me and my sister couldn't stop fucking laughing. And we just sounded so. Did you hear this? Because you're so excited about it, you know. And then I was like, to be honest, Dad, I know it's going to happen, right? You'd order a mega box and you'd complain about how many chips there are in it. You see how many pretty chips are in this thing? I'm paying twelve euro for this. <laughs> I can't believe how many, how many chips are in this thing. Um, but it got me, uh, you know. And and then Terry, Terry, Terry gave me like an hour, right? Terry was like, went out for a walk, um, for like an hour with the little fella, and she was like, oh, if you want to play games or whatever. And it's nice when she does this, but she doesn't know that what I really want is eight hours to play the game. Like it's like it's like even one hour is like I don't even know what I can barely even start getting. And maybe it's different with the PlayStation Five. Maybe it's different with that with the quick loading times. But it's just like. Even five minutes getting into the game, am I going to just have a little mess around with Tony Hawk? Or am I going to go on a big proper campaign in Ghost of Tsushima? Or am I going to, you know, replay The Last of Us 2 just so I can really enjoy it this time so I'm not, like, absolutely steamrolling through it? Or do I just want to watch something? I came very close. I came very close to Caven. Sometimes Terry even just leaves the room for, like, 20 minutes. I'm like, could I just run and get a mega box and come back and eat it in the jacks, right? So I'm always very close. So you're never quite off the brown, the curry, right? Um, but I almost fucked Everton out the window and went wild uh, when Terry, when Terry, you know, yeah, like a free gaffs are just so rare now to just turn it to like anarchy, right? It's just like fucking bins are burning. I'm putting four coca noodles in a pot. You know, it's just like wild whenever I get a free gaff at the moment because I don't know how often they're going to come along. So Terry was like, I'm going to go out for a walk for an hour, right? The young fella is in a big boy buggy now. He's no longer in the pram. Right, we're not pushing prams around like Victorian ladies anymore. He's now looking like a big, big boy in a big boy buggy. He's like his old man. He's a big thick neck. Big. I mean, like you're only supposed to be in the pram for like six months. He's four months, but he's got a neck like a jockey's bollocks, like his old man. So he's in the big boy pram, right? So Terry was like, "I'm gonna go out for an hour. You know, gaff is yours. Do whatever you know." And I'm just, you know what? A, f- a fucking free gaff right now. They're just so fucking rare, right? That it's like honestly like having. It's better than getting the ride at the moment. To be perfectly honest, having a free gaff, right? And because it's so rare, I absolutely bottle it. I 
bottle it when I get a free gaff. I become so fucking paralyzed with indecision. What will I do? What will I watch? What game will I play? I don't even know what to do. And it's like the free gaff is there being like, come on, come on. It's calling to me to free gaff. And I'm just like, they're fucking fumbling the bra and I can't maintain an erection. I'm like, I don't know what to do. You know, and it's just there, please, please. And it's just there crumbling through my fingers. And I'm looking at the clock. Terry's back in like 10 minutes and the free gaff is just leaving. She's leaving the hotel, grabbing her furs, leaving the hotel. And I'm like, freer, ah, uh, freer. No, please, freer. Please come back, freer. You know, and the free gaff's like, if you fucking had me, you wouldn't know what to do with me. Do you know what I mean? That's what it's like giving a fucking free gaff at the moment. <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> but it's great. That's so that's what's <laughs> so that's what it's like getting a free gaff uh, at the moment, you know. And I almost I almost bought it. I was like, oh, will they will they order Apache as well? Will I get a Megabox and order Apache as well? You know. Other pizzas are available. This is an Apache just very close to me. Um, and I ended up doing, I think I ended up like doing secret option number fucking D, tidying the gaff so I look class when she comes back. Oh my God. You, and it's never like, she appreciates it, but <laughs> she appreciates it, but it's never like, you know, it's never like, Tony, oh my God, you had an hour to play video games, which I know is so important to you. And you chose to tidy the gaff. You know, she comes back and is like, oh, you tidied the gaff. Oh, thank you. But what I want is all like fucking Star Wars, you know, walking down. And she's down at the end. She's got like a gold medal for me. And I'm walking by and everyone's just like applauding me. And everyone's there. All the fucking Rebel Alliance are there. And everyone's whispering, do you know he tidied the gaff and he could have been playing The Last of Us? And then she puts the thing and around me. And then Chewbacca goes... My son just goes... And then it cuts to the... Directed by George Lucas. That's what I want. But I go, ah, thanks very much. That's all I get. Oh, and I tell you, I couldn't be more obvious when I do it in the gaff being like, just let you know, Terry, I got some batteries. Just just in case you're wondering if you're looking for batteries, I put them new batteries in the remote. <laughs> just like, OK, you know what I mean? I want I want credit for fucking everything. I want if <laughs> I'm being such like, just let you know, there's a bit of food. You know, Terry might just like leave food there for me or make me dinner and not even say anything. But I'm like, just let you know um, when you see the salt shakers. Uh, I've retopped it there. So just in case you were going to retop it yourself, I've actually done that. And she's like, okay. It's literally like living with two kids. You know, one of which is desperate for attention, the other is a baby. Um, I, I, also, just to say, right, I do I do come on here and I, and I have a little, little joke. Know that there is a deep love that I have for my child and a deep appreciation and satisfaction that I have in my home life that I'm not bringing up here for the sake of jokes and comedy. But just know that that exists just so I caveat, just so you're not listening to this and thinking this is a deeply unhappy man who doesn't have a moment to play Ghost of Tsushima, right? That's not, that's a PlayStation game, right? So that's, you know, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. There's another, there's an there's a life that is fully lived that I'm just not, I keep it personal to myself. I'm not letting you know, right? Um, But I tell you, he better not turn out like, he better not turn out like me. What a jip that would be, what? What a jip that would be. <laughs> Putting in the work and the sacrifices and he ends up like me. Here you are, I got you all the golf balls. I don't play golf. I don't play golf. Oh, my God, son. Weeping into my hands. You know I don't play golf. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Here you are, Dad. I got your milk tray. What a waste of money. 
What a waste of money. Do you know how many grams of chocolate are in that compared to an actually just big dairy milk bar? Oh, what a waste. What have I done in my life? <laughs> oh, God. Um, so hopefully, you know. Well, luckily, you know. My par- and my parents did an amazing job. There was nothing else that could have happened. This is just the path I carved out for myself, being a little spoiled brat. It was nothing they did. It was all on me, you know? And I did realize something recently, right, on a side note, that if you're, in, if you're living in this zone, right, I'm, I'm appealing to you now to let you know you need to, you need to make the most of this time, right? Because a few weeks ago, my mate sent me a picture of him, uh, him and her mate watching, um, watching uh, it was a couple of weeks ago when it was all right, right, where they were watching King of the Ring 1999, right? They were watching that, they were having a couple of beers, having a bit of grub, and it dawned on me. I was like, wow, I am old enough now. Like, What an age we live in where we can just get one, all the WWE pay-per-views or any movie you want to watch on your screen and it looks better than anything every generation had before, right? You can also order food without talking to anyone just through an app. You can also get a finest selection of craft beers with hops imported from Japan, right? And a Chinese meal, a succulent Chinese meal. You can have all these things. But also, I'm old enough to have the disposable cash to buy these things. I could get a taxi over there or in my big boy pants, I could drive over in my car because I'm an adult. I could do that now as an adult. And no doubt because he has his own gaff now, you know, he could put me up for the night in a spare room. John, I haven't been to your new gaff. I'm sure you got a spare room. You could put me up and I'm sure you would have cooked an unreal breakfast if it stayed over. So I'm old enough now that you can do all the kind of stuff you could do younger, but, you know, better because you can like have a nice breakfast, have a nice bed, you're not just sleeping on the couch. Do you know what I mean? And I could leave right now in the middle of the night and go over there with some beers and some Chinese and watch King of the Ring. And then after that, maybe we could play out the matches again, John. We could play them out on No Mercy on the N64 because he's got an N64. We could do that. But I'm now, I'm old enough that I can do that, but too old that it would be deeply irresponsible of me to do so, to leave my wife and child in the middle of the night to go play N64 on my mate's gaff and drum Chandra. Sorry for giving away your location, John. So... There and he pointed out, yeah, there really is a sweet spot there in the middle that you don't make uh, enough time for. So if you are listening to this and you are living in that sweet zone, earn this, <laughs> earn this, <laughs> do it right. I'm Tom Hanks. I'm dying. Uh, I don't want to give away the film. I'm only going to tell you what it's about. <laughs> There's a sweet spot, spot, spot in there, and I tell you what. You know what I did in my little sweet spot. I did fuck all twiddling me little winky watching the chase or homes under the hammer sitting there in pain because I'm so fucking lazy to get up to take a piss. <laughs> I'm, I'm moved on to something else. Anyway, listen, uh, I hope you've enjoyed <laughs> this podcast. Um, I am going to be everywhere for the month of October and I'll tell you why, right? In fact, longer than that, right? There's going to be, I'm pretty sure for the next couple of weeks, four podcasts a week from me i didn't think about this at all it's too much it's too much it's too much podcast you're going to have this regular podcast of course on your tuesdays and then on thursdays you're going to have my great british bake-off podcast i'm doing recaps for the next nine weeks uh, about the great british bake-off the first one's already live you can check that out and the rest of them are going to be every single thursday and they're video podcasts and i think they look pretty good and if that works i might start moving all the podcasts over to video we'll see watch the space uh, I've trialed it just because it's much easier for me to talk about the Great British Bake Off in a camera than it is for me to talk about, you know, my son and having a free gaff that I want to ride, right? That's a different story altogether. 
Um, but that's going to be every Thursday. Then, of course, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you have the bonus Cantwell shit show. That's the one I'm a bit more relaxed. I'm a bit more chill. I just talk about things like uh, my top five favorite things. I do movie reviews. Um, there are I do uh, music playlists. I do uh, Google answers and questions. There's also regular Q&As where you can ask me anything. And over 770 people are subscribers over there. I don't know why. I guess they think it's good. So you can check that out. That's on Fridays. And then now, starting from Monday, it's back. Sexy Beasts, my movie, uh, or sorry, my monster review show that I do with my good pal, Mark Jago, um, where for the month of October... Uh, let's see what happens after this, but at least for the month of October, uh, every single Monday, there is a podcast where we are competing rival monsters from the silver screen in our competition to see who the best movie monster is in what we're calling Silver Screen Squeam Queens. Um, and you can check that out. That's starting on October the 5th. As well as that, hopefully at the end of November, um, getting a couple of live gigs. Still watch this space. I can't really announce anything now. It would be weird for me to do it now because it would still technically be legal and I don't know if the lockdown is going to continue. But watch this space. It, likely in the first or second week of October, I'll be announcing some dates and tickets will be prioritized on the Patreon. If you're a Patreon subscriber, yeah, they'll be the first people because they've been really nice to me so they get the first dibs on the tickets. But then after that, it'll be all... It'll be fairly small gigs. To be fair, it'll probably just go <laughs> It'll probably just go to the Patreon subscribers. But if you're over there, you can get a look in just the same as anyone else. And it's not just going to be Dublin. It'll hopefully be Cork and a few other places as well. Loads going on. I'm everywhere. I'm the equivalent of walking around an office looking really busy, but actually being genuine doing fuck all because I'm just here talking shy. So uh, you've got to look forward to it. So look, I suppose I will see you on Thursday and Friday and Monday and next Tuesday. All the best. I love you to bits. It's only here we'll show.